You're listening to The Reef Podcast with your host, Adrian Peritoner. Hey guys, you're listening to The Reef Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, another episode. I got uh, another first-time guest in the studio, Carlos Rodriguez. What up? Woo! Nick Hogan's back for another episode. What's going on? And we have Joe Lopez. Hello. Yeah. What's up, boys? What up? How what everybody up? doing? Good? Good. Yep, yep. Uh, Carlos, I'm excited to have you on the show, man. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, dude. Dude, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good one, for sure. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't already, make sure you go back and check out our previous episode, episode five, Modern Dating. We got a lot of good feedback on that. Um, if you're listening to the episodes, I've been noticing a lot of people have been rating the episodes, but you're not leaving reviews. Please leave a review. Stars are great and all, but I want to know what you're thinking. You know, what's good, what's bad, what needs to be changed, what needs to stay the same. So, um, all right, boys, I got a big announcement. All right. All right. Uh oh. We are officially going through our first rebranding. Rebranding? Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's go. The, change the name. The yeah. Reef? Let's yeah. go. I like the Reef. I it's like good. the whole idea. Like, we broke it down in that one show and You're talked right. about it. I was like, oh, it makes sense. Everything made sense. You're right. And you know what? It's actually very difficult for me to do this. Uh. But uh, I have an idea with the Reef. I'm, just, I'm still going to figure out a way to keep that in here. But the problem I'm having is um, it's hard for people to find the show by me just saying, hey, go look up the Reef on the- Apple or Spotify or whatever. Uh, there, there was I, a couple I had to scroll a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I did but notice that, too. Wasn't that. Was it that hard? It wasn't hard, but it, if you type in the reef, you automatically think, like, oh, his is going to pop up. But no, there's, like, right. three or four, and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, all right, hold maybe, on. Maybe because I knew what to look for. And then. if you go on Spotify, you're not going to find it at all. Oh, Like, there's no way. Try. There's, like, a billion The Reefs. Mm. So uh, we're rebranding. Uh, it's not official yet, but the name is going to be dun, 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 The Squid Shack. <laughs> that works all right i'm done with that it's yeah. pretty good that I'm works that. pretty easy yeah you know it rolls right off kinda, the tongue we're kind of in that. the shack we're in the shack <laughs> we're, we're a bunch of squids sitting yeah. in the shack there you go your email starts with the squid there you go so, the yeah. squid one finite gmail if you want to reach me preferred method of contact um yeah i'm gonna have my brother do some artwork for the show and uh he's a really killer artist so that's gonna look bitchin um, we all gonna get tattoos or what? <laughs> <laughs> you all first, right, Carlos. Dude. Yeah, let's see, let's see how yours comes out. I'm yeah, down. I want to see how yours comes out and where you put it. <laughs> Big back tattoo, everything. Like, oh, yeah. Blast, oh, no. blasted, and then like the week after, hey, we're gonna rebrand again. <laughs> nobody, nobody can find it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, keep a lookout for that. I'm hoping to have that all finished up by the the first episode of February. Uh, I'm gonna be switching over to a new website. Also, get rid of simple cast and go over to anchor and uh see if we can get some advertisements in here so we're uh we're making we're making progress traction's good we're hooking up chains uh chains lubed (laughs) (laughs) i reposted it dude and i was like dude this shit was dope i gotta repost this shit i I appreciate that if you're listening out there please repost the uh the show on your timeline don't forget to add the link i really do appreciate it um if the show gets some really killer traction we'll do some merch later on I already had a couple guys asking me for merch. Dude, merch merch would be sick if, your, be brother, if your brother designs it, dude. Yeah, it would it's come out cool. really cool. It'll look good. 
Joey was like, hey, man, if you do any sort of merch, you just send it to me. I don't care what it costs. Don't even tell me about it. Just send it to me. Uh, All right, cool. Joey, you're you're paying 100 bucks a pop. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> what do you get? A keychain. Yeah. <laughs> startup fees. Startup fees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a profit. God. So uh, this week's episode is going to be about trauma. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Trauma. We, however you guys want to interpret it, but I was kind of thinking more towards like uh, trauma in the sense of like physical injury. If you have some like uh, mental health issues, you know, God bless you. Um, how am I going to start this? <laughs> Let's see. Um, well, what you wanted to do, is, I mean, obviously it's got to be stories. At a, yeah, it's going to be stories. At the base of it, basically. Are you talking about like, do you want us to kind of go into like how you deal with it afterwards or just just... How about this? Just getting the trauma, you know? Let's start here. How you here. dealt with it, how you came out of it. Well, first, let's start here. Let me ask Nick. Nick, right. if I tell you trauma, define trauma to me. Trauma? I think uh, trauma can be, like, obviously it's physical, but it could be also be mental. Like, that's what I thought of. Okay. Like, mentally. But I might have also been thinking, like, drama a little bit. Like, I don't know. Like, dramatic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But Have you ever gone through something traumatic that tra- stands out to you? Like an injury? Are we talking about injury? Whatever traumatic Any. means to you. I mean, I had a tra- I've had traumatic injury for sure. Okay, hundred percent. Like what? Like uh, the worst one I had uh, was riding dirt bikes. We were off of a uh, calico. Okay. And we used to just go out in the hills, ride for fun, you know, mess around. There's jumps and tracks and stuff like that. And there was a jump. There was a double. We used to always hit it. There was it was two lips, and then there was like a a hill was like a landing, right? But one was probably 45 50 feet one was probably 70 feet and you know you hit them warm up and i went off the 70 foot one we, were, we would do hill cookers me and my buddy kyle and hugged it and when i pushed down to go to go over the bars uh endowed like full blown the lip kicked me and i landed straight on my head knocked me out Ooh, damn. and i don't not wasn't the first time i was knocked out but it, it was the worst one like i i don't remember anything which is obviously common, but it had like, like it still affects me like literally. Like I, I have a hard time remembering stuff. You know that, right? Like working with me, but like for weeks and even months afterwards, I'd be riding somewhere like, not like in a truck, and we'd be driving. My dad would tell me, he would ask me the same question over and over, and I wouldn't remember. Like, whatever the question was, did you have a good day? Yeah, my day went like this, and then we would come back, and I would say the same thing. Like and never remember it. Oh wow! So you had some so, really gnarly side effects from that. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, so that was like that's kind of traumatic, you know. So that when that happened, did the ambulance have to come and? No, no, I don't. I don't honestly don't remember the rest of that day. But um, I think we just got up and we went back to the house and and uh, went went it to the hospital after that. But there's no ambulance. We're out on the hills. So okay. It was just me and my buddy Kyle. That was it. Okay. Okay. So it's not too bad. Yeah. It's, it's traumatic, but you're that, fine. That's, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, dude. You just don't remember anything. Yeah. So okay, Joe. What about you? What when I ask you traumatic, traumatic, traumatic moment in your life? Um, I have a few. Give me, give me your best one. No, I know. So the best we, one. We all know what you're gonna. Tell I know. Us. <laughs> I know. I know. Because for for everybody that actually knows me, they already know it. Because it's like I didn't shut up about it at some point. You know, <laughs> when it happened, I'm like. Man, this shit sucks, bro. Um, but basically, uh, two yeah, two years ago, on good old Super Bowl Sunday. Oh yeah, what a great day! February fourth, I think. 
I don't remember. But it's kind of the same thing like what Nick was saying. Like I don't remember much from that whole week or two leading up to this crash just because like it knocked my brain Mm -hmm. so hard, you know. But basically I went with you, Adrian, to Fox Raceway with another uh, friend of ours. And um, it was just going to be one of those things where like, hey, man, like we're going to go to a Super Bowl party um, at our family friends. And that's going to be at whatever time, one one or two o'clock. So we're like, hey, let's go ride in the morning, you know, get our get some riding in and then just go head over there like right after basically and then just chill and watch the football game you know so we're like yeah that sounds great and at the time i was riding a lot and i was incredibly fit like it's probably the best shape i've ever been in my life and um got there before you did by like 20 minutes and i was like all right well i'm just gonna get out there and start warming up so we're on their uh pro track or the main track whatever you call it and I was just kind of sizing everything up and um, I was kind of like, you know what, like this whole back, there's a the back section where you kind of have to go really fast to like clear these longer, I don't know, 40 foot jumps, which are like not very big, you know, but you have to go really fast to clear it. So I watched a couple guys do it and I could tell that they were probably around my skill level. So I'm like, well, I mean, I'm confident, you know, in my own mind at this point, because I'm like, I'm in really good shape. I ride every weekend. I race every other weekend, basically. Me and you were, like, neck and neck for as far as, like, the last six months, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. We were riding all the time. So I was probably a little bit overconfident in the in that moment. But I was like, you know what? Like, I should, I should go for it because that's where I'm at right now. And um, sure as shit, I go size it up, roll it about half speed, and then I land about halfway. And I'm like, oh, this is not too bad. But I noticed that when you leave the jump, it doesn't really get you very much height. So, like, I was like, okay, so this is why everyone's going so fast, you know, because if you're not going fast enough, you just come up short and it's kind of a harsh, like, hit. No, they wanted to get you up over. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so I pretty much sized it up one more time and I watched two more guys do it. And then, um, I was just like, well, I mean, it's nine o'clock. Might as well. I'm like, I'm, I'm warm. I'm ready. Like, I'm just going to start going for it, you know? So I, I went and did like, uh, the, the whole other side of the track and then made my way around. And then just basically went for it. And um, I just remember pretty much like, like I'm trying to visualize it, but basically I just kind of just sat back on the back of the seat and just completely like gave it a you know good amount of throttle. And I was probably going, I don't know, I'm trying to guess like 40 or 50 miles an hour, you know, and I still just was not going fast enough God. basically. So <laughs> no. I, I leave the jump and, and mind you, like, I before doing this, I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna get my GoPro to film this. And I was like, nah, you know what? I gotta beat the I gotta do this first. So it's like I get it smooth, then I'll come back and I'll do it really good. You should've, know? Should have got the GoPro. Should have got the GoPro, <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh, it would have been oh man, it would have been like that watching it would have been like epic. watching a kid die, basically, live <laughs> oh on television. You know what I mean? Like because just from what you said and what other people said, I'm like, it would have been the craziest thing ever to oh, see yeah. it. So, you know? so you went to go hit it. So I go flying through the air, and it reminds me of that movie Hot Rod, where <laughs> he goes to finish the last jump, and like he's flying, and they're like, yeah, you're doing it, you're doing it. But then like it turns out he's just flying away from the bike to just fall and hit the ground and basically die, you know? So sure enough, I'm like flying through the air, and it's like one of those slow motion things because I can see that I'm coming up about five to 10 feet short from the actual landing. And it's like, I'm landing in the worst spot. Like if I was 10 feet shorter than that, it probably would have been okay. But I was in the worst possible spot to land. And as soon as I hit the ground or like the, it's hard to explain, but like I'm hitting the face of a landing. So it's like the angles facing me basically. 
then I try. I basically hit it, and I bounce even higher than I was before for some reason. Like I'm basically 20 feet in the air. I hit the ground, and I go about 30 feet in the air, but it shoots me off to the left because as soon as I knew I was going to hit the ground, I just was like, I got to try to do something to correct this. So I just got back on the gas thinking like, okay, I'm hopefully going to bounce off to the left and kind of like hit the flat ground and ride away from it, you know? But as soon as I did that, the rear the rear end of the bike basically just kicked me forward. So I went flying off the bike, and I just remember my whole body's flailing. And, like, it's one of those moments where it's like, it's like darkness around you, you know, because you're, like, you're, right. you're, you're, you're bracing yourself for, your like, massive already, Your brain's already trying to exactly. erase what's going on. Exactly, yeah, because it's like you already know what's coming. And, like, I've done this before where I've knocked myself out in a sense. So it's like I kind of know that, like... In that moment, I'm like, oh, I have to brace myself like as best as I can, you know. But even in that moment, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is going to hurt. And I just remember like grunting, like kind of like grinding my teeth and just like, you know, making that like type of noise mm. and like just Embracing. flexing all of my muscles possible to try to like yeah, brace getting, it. You getting know? ready to hit that ground. Ready, and like oh, yeah. It like shit. This is and I just hurt. and I just remember I'm going a lot further than my bike, basically. And then sure as shit, I'm just out at that very moment like i don't even hit the ground in my head because like that memory is gone forever like there's <sighs> nothing to it you know so basically i wake up about 20 minutes 30 minutes later in my mind you know like i'm fully conscious in an ambulance there's nothing from the moment i'm in the air to the ambulance it is blank so, so hold on before, and then before, so you go ahead and go from there yeah so before you continue so let me kind of fill in the gap because i was i was here when this i was at the track with them obviously when this happened so Joe goes out, you know, and he, by the time I get out there, he should have already completed a lap. So I'm all right, I'm going to go out and uh, I'm going to do my first lap of the day. First lap of the day, by the way, this guy owes me a track day for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Joe? Yeah, hell yeah. Dude, I just got there, got all geared oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. you didn't get to ride. Joe's doing three laps already. Like, right. man, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm like, what the hell? So I, I come around, right? I come around the track and uh, I hit this jump and I look over to my left and I just see a crowd of people and I see someone on the ground and I'm like, I look over, I'm like, huh? Oh, shit, that's Joe. So I land, I get off the track, and then uh, I cruise up, I, I roll over there, and I swear Joe was dead. Like, full-on, purple, or like, blue and purple face, no response, like, nothing. So my first instinct was to, there was already people there kind of catering to him, so I went back to my truck. I let our friend that was there with us know, hey, Joe just crashed, it's not looking good at all. Uh, you need to go over there, go grab a water, go over there, and just kind of came out of a situation. I'm loading up. I loaded everything up. I loaded up his truck, my truck, got it all squared away, called his dad. Uh, dad didn't answer. Called his brother. Brother answered, hey, Joey, shit the track. Uh, it's it's pretty gnar. Uh, tell your dad to call me. Uh, I think your mom calls. And uh, she's freaking like, out, freaking out, like, losing what's going it. on, like, just, just total mess. Like, moms and injuries just don't go hand in hand. Sure, sure. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, uh, I tell him, like, hey, you know what? Like, don't even worry about coming down right now. Just let's just wait till we get, you know, some sort of answers. And then then I'll, I'll kind of keep you guys in the loop. So, um, this yeah, is be this is before you got in the truck. This is before. Yeah, this is I'm still like loading everything up on the phone with them. And uh, yeah, ambulance comes and um, thank thank God by then he starts to kind of like be responsive. Um, you, but you can totally tell, like, it's just his, like, um, unconscious brain taking over, like, um, 
like he's he's awake but like nothing's nothing's really coherent you know it's just yes or no's and it's just enough to like get the ball rolling and what we're going to be doing and uh yeah they load him up and uh they take him to the hospital and uh we all go to it was palomar yeah palomar palomar hospital in uh san diego or was it escondido Escondido? Yeah, Escondido. Down south yeah, somewhere. So it's like 10 minutes or 10 miles away from the track we were at. Yeah. So so uh, we go down there and like, talk about traumatic, man. This is traumatic for me. Like we go down there and they wheel him into the emergency room and then me and then our friend and my brother ends up meeting us out there. And then we're in this like waiting area in this hall next to this emergency operating room and they have him in there under like this fucking uh, surgery light table, and there's like six doctors in there holding him down. And basically, what what had happened, from my understanding, is when he crashed, his like leg basically snapped all the way back Oof. and like popped out of his hip. Damn. And like it was dislocated. The the you know when you look at the uh, an X-ray of a hip and like the ball, yeah. it's like out of the socket. It looked well, like the Exorcist, all tweaked up. <laughs> dude, it was bad. Yeah. And uh. It took like six doctors, and they were just like wrestling his leg, and then you just hear like a thunk, and then you just hear Joe like like yelling, and then passes out, you know, and then like I was in shock from I mean the moment I knocked out, I was never out of shock. Yeah, like the whole time, like it was hours of it, just yeah, and and like to fill in slightly what like a gap, there was the part where I don't know if I think you were packing up, but basically they were when they were asking me questions on the ground, like when the ambulance was there, you know, I'm a not there at this point so they're like asking what day of the week it is what's my birthday um who's the president and like i just keep saying i have no idea i don't know i don't know i don't know and they're like well what's what's wrong i said don't touch my leg because i said something like my femurs snapped or something like that that's because we thought it was when your hip is out essentially your your whole leg is on fire and it's the equivalent pain of breaking your femur in half basically so i was thinking because i, I kind of know about some injuries i'm like it's it's my femur i know where the pain's out because i was telling him it's right here on my femur but it's just because my hip was out the entire time it was never in so like when i'm in the uh the ambulance when i finally came to so this is like 10 minutes after it, i'm coming to because i'm hearing like a boom and we're going over rocks and stuff on the in the dirt, you know. Right, right. So I'm over here shaking, getting the shit beat out of me on this thing. And I'm like, I wake up and I first thing I go is like, ow. And the guy's like, hey. And I'm like, oh hey. <laughs> <laughs> Are you good? I'm like, I'm good. And I'm like on my back and I'm looking up at this guy. And of course it's like super like it's a weird out of body experience because it's like you see everything like the depth is weird, you know. And there's like clouds everywhere and, and like my vision. And he's like, um, you know where you're at? He's like, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, I know exactly what happened. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's good. At least you're not brain dead. I'm like, wait, how long was I out? And he's like, I had skin at least a half hour at this point. And oh, I'm like, shit. oh, dang. And like, as soon as I finished that sentence, I like knock back out. <laughs> I'm like right back to like going like just out of it, you know? And you're like, I, all right, I got the answers of going back. Yeah, exactly. So then I come back to right before we get, I think they're loading, offloading me from the ambulance to that room that you're talking about. And then the guy's talking to me, and I basically tell him what happened as best detail I can. And then they ask me a couple questions. They're like, all right, cool. Like, you just have a massive concussion, and you're in shock, but, like, you came too. You came out of it. And, like, it's pretty early at this point for you to come out of it, so that's good. But, the, I mean, what's going to come next is going to suck. It's kind of like what he said. So Yeah, it was, it was terrible. So then, like, they ended up putting his, like, they attempted to re-put his, like, uh, femur into his hip, basically. And, um... 
the game started. Dude, this is a great like for, for for what happened to Joe like for us on the outside it was great because the Super Bowl was going on we were in San Diego we Dude, went and got some killer lunch the hospital was killer sick lunch. as fuck the hospital was super nice tit, like, bro. it was it was awesome Dude, like <laughs> for as bad as it was for him it was pretty decent for us you know <laughs> but um, I guess like during the process of them trying to put their his hip back together they like broke his hip even more so well, then they had a, well they no they they broke my so basically uh, my hips out. And when it came out, they said that it was usually you damage the pelvis because it's like, you know, pretty close to it. So basically when it came out, it probably cracked my pelvis. And then how they're using so many people to manually force it back in and then I knock out from the pain. They basically put it back in but broke my pelvis in the process. So I had this like shard that's about two inches long of my pelvis inside like the socket where your hip is. So like they didn't actually do the job. You know what I mean? Because now it's like... They made you worse. Yeah, they made it worse. Yeah. They made you worse. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, like, that happens, and I'm going in and out of it, because I'm just, like, on morphine or God knows what, and so I'm just... Pain. I'm losing it, you know? Like, my mind's going crazy, and then, like, I know, I know I came to at one point, and I think someone told me that the football game was on or something like that, and... Because I was like, dude, this is football, man. I want to watch the Super Bowl, you know? But anyways... Um, and like that was when they took me to get x-rays because they were like, dude, we got to get this whole dude a body x-ray at this point because like, we don't know what else could be wrong. Yeah. Like, cause I couldn't move, you know, like I couldn't move my upper body really. And like, of course I'm not moving my head cause I'm in a neck brace. So I can't even turn my head really at all. I'm like locked into this thing. Um, but basically they took me for an x-ray and then they're like checking everything. And luckily my shoulders were fine. Cause like I have, a, I have a bad shoulder where I've dislocated a lot. Um, but I ended up doing a AC joint separation in my left shoulder. So I have this like big old bump basically from the, where it basically where the bone came out and it just stayed put. So I had to wait for that to heal. But the hip is where they saw like that damage. And then they saw on my left pelvis, I just had like two sizable cracks. So I basically had a double broken pelvis on my left and my right side. So like, of course it's like incredibly painful because it's like, you're going to sleep on one of those sides unless right. you're sleeping on the back. Right. You know? so. Yeah, it's just, it was just bad. And Rough. then his parents ended up coming up from, uh, from uh, where were they, Banning? Banning. So two yeah. hours away. It was not yeah, a little bit more Yeah, two hours away, yeah. And, um, yeah, they got there, and then when they got there, all the x-rays were done, and they were saying, hey, we're going to have to do another surgery on your son. And did they do it that same night? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was like it was like at... Uh, like four or something. In terms of the football game, it was second quarter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because the surgery was during the first part of the second quarter. And uh, funny thing about that was like I was so exhausted from like going through everything, and like you go through that type of stuff all in a four hour span. Because like I got to the track at like eight thirty. This happened at nine or nine fifteen. And I was going through all this at whatever. I don't know what time the game started, like one o'clock or something. So like, this is like I'm. I've been awake for so long, just going through this, you know, for like four or five hours. That like, I was like, oh, we're gonna go through surgery. And in my head, it clicks, and I'm like, anesthesia, bro. I'm gonna knock out, and it's gonna feel amazing, you know. So they take me into the surgery, and they're telling me like what's gonna happen and stuff. And um, and I end up talking to this younger guy that's probably around my age. And he was super funny, and he was like, hey, man, how you doing? I was like, honestly, bro, I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, all right, I'm going to knock you out right now. I was like, dude, 
Set me up double time right now. <laughs> so get me an oct out and leave me there. Oh, yeah, dude. Joe's like, give me that top shelf. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's please. what I was saying. So like, I was like, dude, hook me up right now. I'm ready to knock out. I and, got like, the good insurance. Yeah, <laughs> for real. I was like, bro, I work for the state. I know I'm chilling here. So just give me the best stuff you got. <laughs> yeah, man, and it was it was it was bad. You were there for what three days? Yeah, three whole. Uh, yeah, three whole days. Yeah, I yeah. can't imagine that. It was I've been terrible. hospital. I've been in the hospital a bunch, but like always in, then out. Like I can't. Right. And even then, like the little bit of time down there, I'm like, this is horrible. They get me out of here. I don't want to be in this bed. I don't want to be in this room. I don't yeah. want to be here. Right. Like I can't imagine spending days in there. Days. So yeah. we, we forgot about how um, when I don't know if you guys were there, but basically, I mean, this is kind of a nasty part of the story, basically. But it's the, <laughs> it's the funniest fucking part. So basically, uh, and this is like a running joke that I love, you know, because like. You know, you always like talk to people and they basically say something along. It's like, God, I got the shit beat out of me today. You know, <laughs> well, like literally, I don't know if you've ever heard this, Hogan, but no, I've never heard this. Story. Okay, so I knew pro- about the accident, but okay. yeah, I've never heard. This. So basically, when um, so like I have all my gear on at this point when I get into the bed and they're like relocating my hip, but like they chop, you know, they cut the pants on the side of that, you know, and then they end up taking me out of everything. So I'm fully naked at this point, right? Like, and they're taking everything off. And I don't know if you guys are in the room or you're next door or no, something. No, this happened at the track. Huh? This no. happened at the track. No, 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 no. No, I know it happened at the track, but I'm saying when the doctor is telling me about it. Oh, I don't know. Right. So it, know. it's basically I'm in this room and essentially like, you know, at, from the point that I hit the ground, like I have no clue what ha- happened, no recollection or anything. But basically the doctor's like undressing me and then he's like. I forget how he says it exactly, but he's essentially like, oh, you got some doo-doo in here, huh? Oh, <laughs> dude. Knock the shit out of you. Dude, literally. And I look at him, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, dog, can you clean me up here, dude? Bud? Straight up. You this, got a nurse around? Yeah. Dude, straight. No, no, straight up. This dude, the, that doctor, it was like, I don't know if it was my surgeon or the other main doctor. He straight up wiped my ass to a T, bro. Dude, straight let me, up. Let me clean you up, bud. Look me in the eye. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> Watch so, me right here. So he's doing this, dude, and, I, and of course, like the the worst part was I have to be on my left side. So they oh. three people flip me over to my left side. Meanwhile, I have yeah. a cracked pelvis, but we don't know that yet because they haven't done the X ray. So I'm like in pain, just like biting my freaking like I'm like biting something, you know, and I'm just taking it. I'm just taking it. I'm gonna try not to scream. <laughs> and then meanwhile, like I'm getting a laugh out of it because I know this dude's wiping my ass, and I'm a <laughs> I'm a grown ass adult, dude, that having another horrible. dude wipe my ass. That's that's, yeah. hey, that's traumatic for the doctor. Just <laughs> being in pain, like all the pain, and having to have someone wipe yeah. your ass. Like I can't oh, imagine man. that. So, that's like that's helpless. Like so, so oh. I so I come back onto my back, uh, and then like everything's all fine, hunky dory, and I got like towels on me and stuff. So I'm like obviously like at this point I'm like awake for the short while, and I remember you guys came into the room and you guys were talking to me and like. Um, and then I brought it up. I was like, dude, you guys are going to believe this shit, man. I was like, I, s- I swear to God, dude, when I crashed, I literally shit myself. That's how, that's how hard I hit the ground. You know? I, I've never heard that. Dude. I've never heard that from anybody. Ever, like, and ever since then, know, ever since then, like we all between us, like the friends and like even family and stuff, they're like, like, yeah, man, I crashed so hard. I shit myself. dude. Like, <laughs> that shit was crazy. Like that's a traumatic ass event right there. That's dude. traumatic right there, but it's yeah. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. You should have took Holy a shit before you got to the track. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. I remember was the first brutal. time I heard, I think, I think, uh, our friend told me when, uh, we were at the hospital, like, yeah, they, uh, the, the ER came and then, uh, they cut his pants off at the track and, uh, 
they're like, uh, yeah, can we get uh, somebody to clean up this doo doo over here? <laughs> <laughs> All, who's his best friend? Uh, who's yeah, his best friend? Yeah, not me. I'm, yeah. I'm too busy to let up the truck, man. Yeah. Don't, don't Adrian, Adrian walked to the back already. He's like, bye, guys. Yeah. I, I got to go, man. This is too much for me. The trauma. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But that was that was basically it. And then, of course, I had the surgery. And then, then I'm just sitting in a... Well, and then at that point, the worst part was that because, uh, you know, like I'm in such good shape and everything, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, dude... I'm fucked. Like, I'm just going to revert back to, like, being... I'm probably going to lose, like, 20 pounds because I had spent, like, six months putting on 25 pounds. Like, I gained that much in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I was like... And that's mostly muscle. I'm like, I'm done. That's, like, the, that's, I'm, I'm, that's the real depressing part. Yeah, and, like, I was so sad about that because I'm just, like, I'm in such good shape. I was doing so good. I spent, like, so much time making my bike as perfect as it could be, and then I just destroyed everything in a moment. You know, right. and like then my parents are all upset and like my mom's crying and like, um, you know, that type of stuff's going on. And then I'm and then they're telling me like, yeah, man, you can't walk for at least two months. Like you can't put you can't put a single ounce of weight on this foot for probably a month. And like that's if you're lucky. And like we won't know until that month happens. So like to me, I'm like, my leg's going to be a twig. And like I'm already skinny, so like I was so I was so sad about it because like I was so looking forward to like going the rest of the year of like continuing to work right. out and being like as the progression, as, yeah, the progression and eating healthier and stuff. And um, and then sure enough, they're like, well, you know, the the real bad part is you're going to be in this hospital bed for at least three to five days, and that's dependent on your pain tolerance and if you can basically walk in a walker, but that was like the hardest part because like I had to try to get up every it was like every couple of hours and I had to have a uh, a nurse assist me at any time that I needed it basically just to um, use the restroom um, basically so like it was just it was a pain it was so hard to like just like mentally get over what happened and then to mentally like constantly like be okay with like what you're doing after it happened right coping know? with it and, and, and living with it basically at that point yeah yeah, took a while. That's bad, man. I'm good now. Hey, good sort for of. You. you know, awesome, you got you got lucky on that one for sure. Yeah, I did. Um, we're gonna take a quick quick break, and then uh, when we got back, we're gonna hear a, a really uh, interesting story from Carlos here. I haven't heard the story yet, but uh, you're definitely gonna want to check this I don't out. Neither have I. Any of you guys heard no nope. story? I have. Yeah. Have you? I have. Yeah. So don't yeah, don't spoil it. I haven't told you. Well, I'm not gonna no. spoil it. No, I'm just saying he's <laughs> he said it, and I've heard it. <laughs> so we'll be right back. Uh, stay tuned. Awesome. <laughs> that, that was smooth. That was smooth, smooth. right? Not so abrupt. That was my attempt at uh, bringing us back from the break a little bit smoother. Carlos was saying it wasn't it wasn't smooth on the other episode. So he wants, he wants you to kind of do like a welcome back to the smooth hour with Adrian. <laughs> Just some smooth listening. Uh, yeah. Let me try it again. And we're back to the Reef Podcast with your host Adrian Peritoner. The smooth hour. <laughs> the smooth hour. Uh, okay. This is what uh, the moment I've been waiting for, at least. Um, Carlos. Yes, sir. Okay, so you guys can't see Carlos, but um, Carlos does not have... Uh, I don't even know how to say it, but like, <laughs> he doesn't have an arm that works. 
I have well, I have an arm. Um, I have two arms. <laughs> Let's be clear. Hold if on. you can't see, if you can't see, just let me say that again. Wait, hold on. Don't even start. I already know where Joe's going with this. Wait, are we, are we, we plugged in? We're we plugged in. in. We're plugged right, in. Right, sure. Okay. I've how long have you been working at at, uh, at the shop for? Shop five. Okay. I've been working with Carlos for five years, and I've never once asked him this story. But uh, Carlos doesn't have full function in his right arm, right? Right arm. That's right? correct. Carlos, uh, tell us your traumatic story. All right. So this happened, I want to say, I know the date, exact date, November 27th, but I believe it's about been seven to eight years already. Oh, okay. So I've been like this for about seven to eight years. I used to ride an R6. 2012 mm-hmm. R6 Raven Edition, baddest bike, sick ass bike. Oh yeah, all black yeah. Yamaha. wheels. Uh, black wheels. Okay, black. all black, all black. Or well, it was black and white. My thing is, I took all the stickers off, so it looked like a police bike, but it was all street. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and so my, I loved fucking driving in carpool because everybody was like, you could see everybody pull out because they're like, oh, it's a fucking, it's a, it's, it's a, a cop. cop, it's a cop. <laughs> so they pull out and then they look at me and I'm like. Gotcha. Gotcha, <laughs> bitch. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, so, yeah, but R6, Raven Edition, black and white. For people that don't know, that's a sport bike, the super sport bike. Yeah, fast as fuck. Definitely. Um, that bike, obviously, made to go speed. Take turns, do everything that you want to do. And that's what I did with that bike. I did everything that I want to do. Hit apexes as fast as I can without scraping knee, without scraping pegs. I did everything that I can do with that bike because that bike is made for it. So... The whole thing is, is I went to a party that night. I went out. I was drinking. I didn't have much because I knew I was riding a bike. So I was like, I can't have much. I'm going to only have a couple beers and I'll just kick it. And so we ended up, the party was out in Fontana. And I rode out that, that night. We ended up going, did I think, whoop-de-whoop, whatever. I ended up leaving. The party ended up stopping around midnight one o'clock so i'm riding i ended up like i said i had a couple beers i wasn't intoxicated but i had a couple beers so i ended up driving and everything like that followed from fontana down to ontario and we they dropped off we dropped them off and we ended up leaving and i ended up going and we were taking the side streets and i don't know if you guys are familiar with valley and the 60 valley in the 60 over by pyrite where the junkyards at? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah. so Valley is a turner, is a loop around. Right. And me being on an R6, I got to give it all I got. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So I end up going light turn green. I hit the I hit the on ramp, and I hit the apex. And for I, those of you that don't know, apex means turn. If well, you, if the you high point, the yeah, high point like of the, the turn. turn, the high point of the turn to see how fast I can take it. My thing was, is I want to see how fast I can take it without the tire sliding out for me. I know that's going to be on me if it does slide out for me, regardless, whatever happens, it happens. So I was willing to risk it. I mean, when you get on a bike like that, obviously you're, you're willing to risk a lot, yeah. a lot. A well, lot. And those you're, bikes, those bikes are built for that. Like, yeah, that's those bikes do those speeds and do those corners without even trying like it. Those bikes, they're, they're, they're dangerous. That's what they're made for. Nick Hogan, sure you, had a, you had an R6, didn't you, for a while? Oh, five R6. Okay, a little bit different, but same yeah. thing. Yeah, so but that's, they're built for that. Yeah. They're built for that, and that's what I wanted to see. And like I said before, they're made for that. I want to see how fast I can it's tempting, take it. Right. Yeah, it's tempting. So my thing is, is I hit the apex, the high point of the turn, to see how fast I can take it without scraping knee or scraping peg. So 
I ended up getting on the freeway, hit the apex. My, I looked down to see how fast I'm going. 75. Ooh, 75. That's pretty, fast. that's pretty fucking fast for a turn. Yeah. For, for a roundabout. For yeah. a roundabout, yeah. 75 is the fastest I can take it. I ended up taking it without hitting no foot peg, no scrape or anything. So as soon as it hit straight away, boom. Took off. Took off. 100 plus. Yeah. Between the on-ramp and on the actual freeway is a transition between concrete and asphalt. Those are never mm. smooth. They're not a straight, like... The transition's always up. There's like a bump there It's always something. a bump, yeah. And you got to figure, in a car, you're not going to feel it. Right. I mean, you'll probably feel it, but it's not as, like... Dramatic. Yeah. As being on, on two wheels on two, four. Exactly. So, I hit that top, I hit that doing 75 plus. I was going so fast. At the time, I was about a buck. 40 but oh so you're very light for i that was bike. very light for that bike yes so when i hit that bump first thing it did pop the wheel up <whistles> pop the wheel up and it gave me speed wobbles as it hit and the only thing it's it's weird because you you said it nick and you said it joe you don't remember shit after that wait hold on before you continue for for those of you that are listening and don't understand what a speed wobble is it's it's what on a on a sport bike usually it's you're going pretty fast and your your handlebars start to go left and right very aggressively almost uncontrollably so if you're you're going pretty fast and you know your your handlebars are going left to right, you're losing control of the bike pretty quick. And Yamahas don't have stabilizers on them. No. Yeah, there's nothing that keeps the bike from to steering stabilizers. Doesn't there's nothing that assists the bike to continue to go straight once that starts. Yeah. So 75 plus, I'm hitting speed wobbles. The front wheels up. I'm getting speed wobbles throughout the bike. And my first thing, I don't know why, my first thing is, is look down, see how fast I'm going. <laughs> I better document this, yeah. <laughs> 75 plus, like I said, it, like like I said, Nick and Joe, you, something, it's, it, to me, it, it's so, how do I say, it? it's so mind-blowing that the brain shuts off automatically. Well, that's how it protects. It, yeah, it, it protects it, it prote- yourself. it's protecting it really yourself does. because it doesn't want you to remember that shit. So, I that's the last thing I remember. Seventy five, and like how Joe said, it's just it's foggy. Like you don't remember. It ends up turning foggy. You don't remember anything. So I just remember. I remember seeing seventy five tumbling through the air, and luckily I actually tumbled. I didn't slide, so I tumbled. Meanwhile, my bike's still going. I'm I'm on the ground tumbling. This is all at one two in the morning too. By the oh, way, oh wow, super. So late. so there's nobody on the freeway. My bike ends up. Just going straight, hits guardrail, shoots into carpool lane, hits the wall, because that's all concrete wall, hits the carpool lane. It must have broke the brake reservoir and caught it on fire. Oh, the bike caught fire. Yep. As soon as it hits, it blew up. Holy so, shit. So how did you get off the bike? Like, you hit the you hit the transition concrete asphalt. Yep. And you came down. Your it speed, speed wobbles are so violent. Like It, it, ta- it bucked me. tossed it you me. off the bike. Yeah. Oh, that's how wow. and, and then, so you're, you're just rolling. I'm rolling. The bike's still upright, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So okay. it ended up it ended up hitting guardrail, shot it into carpool. Car, carpool is all concrete. It's probably about a good five foot concrete wall. Hit carpool, and it must have sparked it, and it caught in flames. Just blew up. Wow. While it's moving, while it's while it's still intense. going. Yeah. While it's still going. So. I'm on the front. Oh, the um, bike is rolling on fire. It's like the movies. You've seen it. We've all seen it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like movies. Yeah, yeah, it's literally a movie. What is it's it, Fast and the Furious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. right? Yeah. So it's moving, and then it finally tumbles over, and it falls down. My buddy is in a 
in a car. So he's he's watching this as Ugh. he sees me, wow. this whole thing going on. Yes. By the time I fell and roll, I got onto the on-ramp. And so my buddy ends up taking uh, what number three and number two lane. He blocks both lanes and blocks me with his car. Mm-hmm. As he does that, by the luck of God, I swear to God, a cop rolls by. Oh, God. <laughs> a cop rolls by on his, he's going home. He's legit just going home. He just got off the clock. Oh, he's not even in the squad he's car. Not, no, he's just rolling by. The he whole said, thing. Yeah, he says, the only thing that caught my eye was the flames. Oh, the wow. Jeez. He said, I saw the flames and I stopped. And so he's ended, he ended up calling 911. And 911 ends up coming, picking me up off the freeway, pretty much. And they take me to Riverside Community. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember any of that. I remember waking up in the in the hospital mm-hmm. and and then, but something made me click and I go get my mom out of here. I don't want her to see me like this. I don't want her to see anything of this. Right. And as that happened, my mom turned around and fucking fainted. Dude. Oh my god. She fainted. She just I mean, I like you said like how you Parents can't yeah, they mom, can't fan parents in general, yeah, they yeah, can't handle they, it. They can't handle it. So she ends up just fainting and she ends up luckily my stepdad was there and he caught it and so yeah dude i woke up in the hospital and i'm sitting there and i'm like like i don't remember anything and it's a trip because i hear from everybody that was around me and they go they go you were in icu for about four or five hours and they said they had to call the main doctor out of the whole hospital there's nobody else that can do your surgery and i go well what, what happened and then they go you did over 30 inches of nerve damage. You severed the main artery that functions that arm. Oh, wow. And so they had to call the doctor in. This was at home sleeping at 2 in the morning. They're like, <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, you need to come in and uh, fix homeboy real quick. You so. know that guy a beer or two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So they called him in. And to save my arm, they did, they did the artery transplant. So I got a big gnarly scar from my kneecap all the way up to my hip and they took the artery out of my leg put it in my arm to keep it alive oh my god dude that is crazy yeah so they did all that and then after that happens they go you have kaiser insurance and i go yeah and you're like you're at a community hospital we can't work on you anymore that doesn't (laughs) make any sense (laughs) what that doesn't make any sense Usually, well, and, and I don't know, but usually they just handle the shit and they figure out the billing later. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like they'll, they'll figure it. Yeah, like, definitely. So that's not their part. That's not. Yeah, so something you should say to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but hey, you have better insurance than we need. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, so that's what they pretty much said. Dude. That's they're, stupid. They that's like, crazy. They're like, you have Kaiser. We cannot work on you. You have to go to Kaiser. So I, again, I'm at Community Hospital in downtown Riverside. But this is already after your. Artery. Surgery? Ar- after the artery. Yeah, the artery was saved. They they saved the arm. They didn't get too deep into it. They saw they wanted to fix the main part, I guess. The main part the, was Yeah, it gets you stable. Yeah. So they did that. And then they're like, All right, well, this happened. We need to get you over to, to Kaiser. So they transferred me to Kaiser. I ended up going to Kaiser. And as soon as I got to Kaiser, they pretty much briefed the guy and like, Yeah, we did artery damage, he has nerve damage to this, to that. So they're like, all right, well, let's go. They ended up going in. I got to the hospital, and I literally spent the night that night. And then they're like, you need to go to surgery right away. So I'm like, all right. So they send me to surgery. And that's when I found out. They're like, you you tore up your arm. You tore up your arm bad. 
there you say the two bones your index bone and your pointer bone on your hand there was they were cracked inside the hand my right the both bones they couldn't even fix it they said the only way they can fix it is putting two plates to hold your arm together in my elbow they put three screws to hold the elbow together wow in the upper arm i i don't know what it is but in the arm they put it was so severed it was so bad that they put two more plates in there to hold it all together so seven years later i can look it's still it's still mangled there's nothing holding it together but plates and screws wow that is crazy man so i am i'm there right i'm there and i go they go yeah that's how bad you're done you're like your arm is toast they're like we can save it though it looks like it's just artery damage and Mm -hmm. nerve damage so they're like you did over 30 inches of nerve damage. And it's like, okay, so well, what do we got to do? And they're like, well, we'll put you in surgery and we got to do it. This surgery alone, I'm telling you, this surgery alone, I woke up at 7 in the morning. They came in and they woke me up. They're like, all right, you ready for surgery? 7 in the morning. Sure, let's go. I didn't wake up until 2 in the morning the next day. Whoa. Wow. It was over in that's 18... A, it, was, a, it was over in 18-hour surgery. Holy shit, dude. You make my blood pressure go down. <laughs> dude, that's gnarly. Yeah. I, dude, I can't even comprehend that. That yeah. is intense. Yeah, so they put me under. They did the nerve damage, and then they fixed all the bones and everything. They did everything they had to do. So they're like, all right, cool. Everything is fixed. You should have some kind of movement within the next couple months or, or a couple... So not months, a couple days. Like, all right, so cool. So they're like, for safe uh, operations, let's keep you inside the hospital. It's like, okay, so I'm sitting there, and they're literally, I'm literally sitting there. You guys can't see, but I have my arm up. They have it dangling up on. On like a cable or something. On a cable, something. To help the blood flow. Yeah, but the thing was is because the art, it was so damaged, all the blood rushed to it. And everybody says, they're like, oh, dude, you look like a Hulk because uh, your neck was swollen, <gasps> your arms were swollen, yeah, yeah, yeah. your collarbone was swollen. Everything was so swollen that you couldn't see. And they were scared because that all the blood was puddling in the arm. They might have to amputate it. Oh, oh shit. And geez, so I literally, I literally spent four weeks in the hospital with my arm dangling with it getting drained from going, just, go, just, yeah. Yeah, just going back into my system. Holy shit. So they did all that and everything like that. They go, all right, well, you should have some kind of feeling. And they go, okay, cool. And so the doctor comes in, and he starts feeling my arm. And he goes, can you feel this? I go, nope. Can you feel this? Nope. And he, like, starts moving all the way up. And he gets to probably past my elbow, and he goes, can you feel this? And I go, I can feel that. I can't feel everything else, though. Oh, and wow. he goes, he goes, okay. He goes, he goes your, your, your nerves are shot. And he goes, the only thing we can think of is that because it's such a traumatic injury, that they're shot and they can come back and you might feel again or you're not going to feel at all, period. And so I'm kind of like, okay, like, let's see how this goes. That's scary. Like, you have no guarantee. You don't know what to expect. Like, you, like you guarantee that you can't feel or you guarantee that you can feel. At least you know, like, your outcome and where you're going. But yeah. he's like, well, you don't, yeah, that's scary. Yeah. And so the whole thing is, is that you should be able to have some movement. You should be able to fool and feel this. And when they did that, they're like, we... I, I can't understand why you don't feel it. We fixed everything that was broken. We fixed it. But, again, because I was so swollen in my neck, they didn't want to do anything else. So once the swelling went down, they were like, we need to get you in an MRI. So they, they were like, let's go to an MRI. So I went and did an MRI, and they ended up finding out that 
the nerves that function that arm is the C5, C6, which is pretty much in your right spine. Next, yeah, yeah, it's in your spine, but it's right next to your brain. Uh-huh. They say it's either stretched or it was severed from the spinal cord. Oof. Oh, wow. And so they're saying if it's stretched within about four to five months, you should have some movement coming back. And go, okay, so there I go. Now, it's a waiting game. You can do four or five months. We can see how it goes. If it's severed, we can amputate it. It's all on you. But if you go amputate, you have to go through so many things be, to make sure that you're stably and mentally there for it. Uh-huh. And so I go, okay, well, well shit, I guess it's going to be a waiting game. We'll see what happens. There's no way you can decide to amputate it. No There's way. There's no way. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I wouldn't be able to and that's like the worst. That's like the worst news. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's up in there yeah. like the doctors can't even tell yeah you. and the thing was is because it was so close to the brain they don't want to touch it mm. because it's so close they don't want to they don't want to like, almost unnecessary yeah because they're <clears> like they're scared that if something does happen that you might be paralyzed or you might be dead right you know so they're like they're like it's this or this pretty much and i go well okay well let's see how it happens so fast forward i i spent my time in the hospital like i said i was there about four months or no not four months sorry four weeks I was there four weeks, and I, this is all during, I spent Thanksgiving there. I spent Thanksgiving there, and I literally got out probably the day before Christmas. Did they give you any nice Thanksgiving dinner? Dude, my family came. Oh, wow. I had my, fam- I had yeah. my whole family. They, nice. they Thank let God. My family, they let my family come in, and they were like, yo, let's, let's have. Help your boy out. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, again, remember how I said I was, I was, I was about buck 40, buck 30, and everything. I I was so sick and tired of hospital food and everything. I ended up getting, when I got out of the hospital, I was like under 100, dude. I was, oh, I was wow. just, I just, I was under it. I did not How want to How tall are you? It. I'm 5'5". Five, five. Okay. So, 5'5", five, five, uh, a buck 40. I, after that, like. That's I, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, did, I didn't want to have, I was just, I don't know if it was just because I was so hooked on medication. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to eat it. And the thing is, is the medication that they gave me was that good shit, dude. I bet. Oh, yeah. Dude, your, was, your arms, like, barely hanging on. You probably, like you said earlier, you probably got the top shelf stuff. That's, like, a serious, I did. That's right. a serious deal. Well, so I remember it, and I, the, the medication they gave me is Dilaudid, which is higher, the highest percentage of medication that you can probably get. And the only reason they gave it to you is actually traumatic injuries. So I got that, and I was on that shit. I was pushing buttons like crazy, like, oh, give me this <laughs> well, yeah. shit. But with reason. Yeah. yeah. Nurse, yeah. nurse, yeah. nurse. That's yep. crazy, man. Yeah. Like, I, I never knew this story, and I'm like, I'm kind of glad I never asked it until now. Oh, I never, I, I never <laughs> knew it either. I don't, I honestly, I don't, I, I get so many people come back to me, and they're like, dude, you're, you're so inspirational because you're so positive about it, and this happens, and everything. Yeah, like I would never know. If I would, you, I honestly, with like the, the positive way you are like seeing you around the shop and like you're always like hey what's up and like laughing and joking i, I thought you were born with it in all honesty yeah. so i thought that's how you were yeah. so well with it yeah but i had heard through the grapevine that actually not till recently i had heard that it was an accident that had happened yeah and uh yeah dude you're you're kicking ass so like you have nothing you can't have, move it at all what's yeah a- so i can't move it so the thing is is what it happened so when i fell the arm i Obviously, when you fall as a kid, you always pr- want to protect your face. You put your hands in front of your face and everything like that. So I think that's what happened when I fell. I mm-hmm. went to go protect my face, and my arm, I put all my pressure on one arm, and my body was in a forward motion. It shot it back. <sighs> it just snapped it back, completely oh, snapped man. it back. 
and that's how it broke. Everything okay. broke. Jeez. And so that happened, and um, I think that's exactly what happened. That's, it, that's what damaged it so bad. That's what damaged it so bad, yeah. So I have feeling in it, and the, the best way I tell everybody, and everybody gets so cringy about it, the best way I can feel the way, best way I could say I could describe it that I can feel it, what it feels like in my hand constantly. I get it twenty four seven. There's no stop. Is when your foot falls asleep and you get that tingling in your hand. Really? That's what it's at all the time, twenty four seven. So like like it's pa- almost painful, kind of like yeah. Well, it's in painful. Then see the thing is is all right. So when I got out of the hospital, everything they the doctors are like, you need medication regardless. You're gonna need this kind of medication. So they gave me Norco's. At the time, oh, dude, I went through a dark place as well. Like, I, oh, I, legit, I, I went through a dark place as well. I was on one, one Norco was a 20 milligrams, and I was taking six a day. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Damn. Damn. I was taking six a day. So I was doing 60 grams of fucking Norcos, dude. And I, there was just points of time, like, I'm not doing anything. I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to stay here. I want to do this by myself. I don't want to do anything. Uh, luckily, I had support through, like, hey, you need to get off your ass. And so you how long did something. you, from obviously, like, from when you're finally, like, at home, moving around, and how long did you have to deal with that, like, anxiety and depression stuff? Oh, I did. I dealt with it for a good portion, dude. I was probably, I was probably, I want to say about at least a year. Oh, wow. Uh, at least I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure you're so used to having things done with both hands, and then once it's taken away from you, you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, the frustration that it causes is just un- uncomparable. You can't do, yeah, you can't do anything that you want to do anymore. I used to drive stick cars. I can't do that. I can de- I can do it now. I have no problem doing it. But now if I try to go get it in an accident, it's a liability on me that... Homeboy didn't only has one hand. How is he gonna <laughs> right, fucking? Right. How is he gonna shift and how, drive at the same time? Right, right. Yeah. How would you drive a stick car right now? Like you're reaching across the shift. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not if he gets a Japanese car. Uh, that's that's my thing. I little want sky, it. Little skyline, little GTR, <laughs> right hand drive. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Yep. You gotta get the positives in life. Yep. Right. Perspective. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's crazy, dude. But yeah. So yeah, I went through a depression. Definitely. Yeah, I was. Almost so, a year. So what what made it like what did you tell yourself or how did you get out of that? Like what was like, you know what? This this can't be it. This can't be how I go on. Like what was that that thing? Or how did you what was that? Money. 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 <laughs> that that's that money, bro. So <laughs> what? Interesting. I was cuz so this happened. I had insurance. Everything was all paid for. I was working at a job in a warehouse and I was on probation period because I just started. Mm-hmm. And so they obviously let me go. Asshole. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so I was there and I applied for EBT. I hate to say it. I applied for EBT, but I actually used what I had to use. Yeah, you have one arm. I don't blame you. Yeah, I, used, I got EBT to get groceries and then I was getting, uh, I was getting disability. Mm-hmm. And I got it for two years. Mm-hmm. I got it for two years. It finally ran out. I was still eligible. So you didn't work? No, I didn't work. You're, you're just on EBT, yeah. on EBT and, and disability. And disability. Gotcha. And so for two years, I was good. The third year, I fought it. I went to Social Security and I said, I can't do this. I can't do what I used to do. I need to get this. I need it, I need it again. And they go, no, you worked retail before. You can do it with one hand. Whoa! That's wow. it. And Fuck I go. And, it. and so I just like, no, dude, I can't do this. I I work at a warehouse. I'm a forklift operator. I need both my hands. I need to do this. I need to do that. They go, no, nope, you can go back to retail then. And I go, 
So I fought him for a year. I fought him for a year. That third year, I reapplied again, and they denied me again. And I go, this is fucking bullshit. I haven't got no money coming in. I'm on EBT, and I can't get anything else to come in. Shop was my first <laughs> job that wow. took me in. Wow. So are you glad, though? Like, you glad? Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I've known you... I mean, five you've been years. there for five years. five years. I don't know. I, I honestly can't remember if I've known you since the day you started, but four years. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're, like, one of the most, like, happiest person people absolutely. that pass at this Yeah, show. absolutely. Like, you're always smiling, that. always happy, always like, what's up? Like, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 You know what? And if I can get it back and I can, if I can take that day back again, yeah, obviously I would change it. But I guess the thing is, is right now, I think it made me a better person because, again, like how I said, you know it, you know it. You come into a, you get something so traumatic, and luckily for you guys, you guys live through it. But you, like how you said, you, you, it's harder for you to remember something because you don't remember that point of time. For me, yeah, I don't remember that point of time, but I actually got something that I can live from, and I could say, dude, I was. I had both arms at one point in time, and now it's taken away from me, and I can understand the struggle, and I can understand, like, hey, you just got to take life at how it comes at you, dude. If it if it's going to take something away from you, uh, embrace it. Do what you got to do. Yeah, it's all perspective. That's I'm, crazy, man. That's, uh, man. I'm still tripping on the numbness part. Yeah, yeah. Right, I, uh, right now. I, right now. Right now. Constantly, mm. I'm like that. So, in the funny I thing. I can't even walk when my, like. My legs are asleep. Dude, if I sit on the toilet for too long. <laughs> dude, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. If I sit on the I toilet the for same, too long, yeah. my my leg falls. It's always a left one, too, for some reason. And then I'm like, stand, I'm like do I stand here or do I, <laughs> I like go out and just limp wait, around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah dude. So, like, right now, and it's funny, dude, it's like. I've dealt with the pain for so long now. Like, uh, like I got weaned off in the Narcos. So they, they said 15, they did five. And now, legit, for about three years, I've been sober with no no oh, medication. Yeah. I haven't That's taken awesome. anything. I've, I've been fucking just <laughs> dealing with the pain every fucking day. No, really good for you. Did you say yeah. you do? No, I said good for you. Oh, I said <laughs> I do. Like, 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 are you on Norco right now? <laughs> Uh, recreationally uh, yeah that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah see and like i said well, I, I was in a dark place there was times where i was fucking mixing i was mixing oracles with drinks and alcohol and i was getting lit dude like it was insane but uh, now like i mean i still drink but yeah, i don't yeah. do i don't do narcos anymore i'm off of it and so yeah constantly i'm in pain regardless no matter what the winter is the worst time because i feel it in my joints Oof. But, oh my god! But I am I deal with it every day, and I mean, Joe, you probably you probably understand. During the winter, it's yeah. a little bit harder on your joint. Uh, not necessarily like as of now. Like this winter has been good, but I mean, I've only gone through two. This is the yeah. second one, but the yeah. first one was like really rough, just because it was like I think I started I'm trying to remember. I started like really walking well, like let's say like being able to like put weight on my my right leg. Um, around like summertime so like that was pretty cool because it's like it's warm outside you can like go outside and do things and like um once like winter came around it's like i would like wake up or you would like stay in a certain position and it's like you know because like your hip isn't necessarily like a strong part of your body in a sense you don't want to get out of it right exactly like i would like lay down or i would come to get out of bed and i'm just like oh my god like my like i already have bad knees you know like my knees are kind of fucked up too but like then i'm like oh my god like my hip just hurts and like to go to your point with like the whole medication thing, I was prescribed like I don't even know what the milligrams were, but like the strongest uh, Percocets. Mm-hmm. 
And I was taking those, I was supposed to take them every six hours, basically. And the only time I ever took them as they were prescribed was for those three days I was in the hospital. And because I live with my parents, yeah. my dad is, knows my, my, like how I work, mm. like with my mindset and everything. Mm. And I'm very, I have a very addictive personality. And I, um, like if I were to get on something, I would probably stay on it and it'd be hard to get off. Like I, I'm really bad at breaking habits, yeah. you know? So he knows that cause I get it from him. Mm. So, um, sure shit. Like I come home and I'm just like in a ton of pain because I'm in a wheelchair or I'm sitting on the couch or I'm in bed for like, I would, I remember like every single day for a month I was in bed for like 16 hours and I'd sleep, I slept on my back for a month straight and like I, I can't do that. Like, it's so hard because I'm such a, I'm used to being You're so an active. active. I'm an active person, you yeah. know? And then I'm like in pain and my dad's like, I, you know, I can roll around in a wheelchair. Like I'll get in the wheelchair and I'll zip around the house, you know, go get water or something and hang out in the kitchen or something. But like my dad would put those fucking Percocets up on the top shelf, dude. Like I was, I was literally locked away from him. So like I was only given half doses every like 12 or 16 hours basically. And like, I, but it was good for me because yeah. like it worked in the end. Cause yeah. like I got basically like I have a really high ta- uh, pain tolerance. Yeah. So it worked out for me because like I could take it, but like I couldn't imagine going through what you went through. And like for that amount of time, like, I mean, if I was in your position, I would probably have done the same thing. Like, cause you just, you're in so much pain and mm-hmm. like you, you know, like your mindset changes from that moment on. Like my mindset was just, I was terrified of when I start walking, when I start working out, they said I could have nerve damage too because they didn't. They weren't able to check it because I couldn't like move the arm. I couldn't yeah. even, or I couldn't even attempt to like put weight on the leg. Yeah. So it was going to be a month before I could actually tell. And then once I started walking, they're like, okay, like you kind of have to do your own physical therapy alone, you know. So I'm just like, all right, I'm going to get these like resistance bands and hope that I don't just go to move my leg one day and it's like boom, no it feeling, you out. know. So it was like it's like a scary thing, yeah. you know. But like to go to go beyond that and then like get past it and everything you just like you get like you're saying like you're just so thankful that you like lived through it and yeah. like sure in our cases we didn't have like a a literal life altering mm-hmm. injury like you did yeah. it was a little little difficult like in the grand I mean, scheme of things not that bad compared to yours i you mean know, regardless but. it's still altering to yeah. you because you, you you went through that and you you your mindset is like damn like now i gotta be a little bit more careful and i gotta remember a little bit more stuff so it, it regardless even if it wasn't as traumatic as mine it's still altering you gotta remember stuff like that yeah, yeah. your your post your post uh your post injury though is like it's uh i mean i'm sure to some it's inspirational because dude like being able to to go and and live a normal life and then have an injury uh caused by something that you love doing and then seeing the kind of turmoil that it causes to like your friends and family and your own life and then being able to persevere through like addiction and like through depression and like coping with like your new inability to do certain things and still have like this positive like lucky go happy outlook at, at life like that speaks volumes to people dude and that's that's really uh that's that's bitching man i'm yeah. super glad that uh you are the way you are man because that's that's <laughs> like you got people that have it all and then aren't as happy as you are yeah, man so 100%. that's yeah. that's bitching that's yeah. fucking cool i uh, dude I, I appreciate all that I'm from all you guys and it just yeah it it happens like i said now i see it and i think i'm like ah to me it life comes that way if it comes at you hard the only thing you can do is just take it hit it back harder yep yeah 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 
Man. So, but, yeah, I, that's how it is, dude. I'm constant pain, and it's funny because they're like, dude, and it's funny because, like, people come up and they'll, like, like, they won't know my story, and they won't know what happens, and they don't know that I'm in constant pain. Like like I said, it's like it's like that all, all my time. And so somebody will come up, and they'll, they'll be like, like just joking, like, hey, what's up? And they'll nudge me on the shoulder. Come on. No, for real. Oh, for really? real. oh dude. For real. I would, I would never <laughs> for like, real. think for, of even touching you. <laughs> no, no, like, cross my mind. Like, no. like Yeah, no, for real. Like, somebody will be like, hey, oh, hey, what's up? And they'll, like, hit me on my arm, not knowing that I'm in constant pain. So... That's just a shitty joke, even if he thinks it's just funny. (laughs) (laughs) And you you grab it like, ha ha, Carlos can't use his arm. (laughs) Right? right. So, no, they'll they'll do that, and I'm like, ouch. So, you feel that. I I can feel feel it. I can feel it. It feels, like I said, it it feels like that tingly. Only on the upper shoulder? Honestly, it feels it. So now because it, yeah before when it first happened it was only on my uh, from my elbow and up I right. couldn't feel anything now the nerves actually have grown so it's funny because like Dang. when I think about it and I feel like me physically trying to move my arm my fingers in my mind it's doing it I can I, yeah to me it's feel like I'm doing it but I look at my arm and it's not nothing, there yet. and it's wow. not doing it and so like I'm trying to fathom like hey, hey let's man. move this and I've, I'm tr- I've seen a bunch of videos on, like, Facebook and stuff of, like, Vietnam vets that get, like, blown up and they don't have any movement of anything in their body. But then, like, throughout the years, they'll try to do, like, mental, uh, they call it mental yoga. Mm-hmm. And they eventually get their, they get their mobility back. So yeah. who knows? Maybe. I, yeah. And see, here's, the, the, since you bring that up, military, it's, so my, my doctors, I, I'm literally a fucking project to them. Oh wow! I, How I, often are you like I haven't involved gone, with the doctors? I, I haven't stuff? gone to him recently, but I was going almost every like every other month. Like I was going at least two or three times a month. Till when? Um, probably about a couple years ago. Yeah. Like because they ended up was like we can't do anything to, for you now anymore. You know. So, but I was legit like a project dude. Like, They're trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I legit had all the specialists in California. Like a case study. Yeah, exactly. I had all the specialists in california meet up in east la and they would all come up and they would say like i would they're like all right well let's let's take your shirt off let's see what we can do and do this or that and they're like they're like it's just like i said i'm a project i'm sitting there looking at them and they're like well what if we do this or what if we do that well i've talked to a doctor in australia who might be able to fix your arm and do this and do that they're brainstorming putting their heads together yeah. this is cool and it makes sense it, or yeah it's so mind-blowing to me that i got five specialists out of california trying to figure out how my arm is and they're talking to doctors outside the U.S. to see if they, they can, can figure fix it. it out. Yeah. Wow. And I have a doctor in Australia. He said he would work on me. But the thing is, it's cause, because it's Kaiser. So the thing is, is, with California and the U.S., because I'm not in the military and they don't want to do a, they they don't want to do a prosthetic where they can wire it up to the functions of the muscles. It's frowned upon. It's not F, F whatever there is. It's FDA? Not, yeah. It's not approved. So it's like, it's like an unethical practice, exactly. essentially. Unless okay. you're in the military, they will do it. Have you ever wow, been to, like, wow. Mexico? <laughs> Mexico, well, they'll I, sell that shit right I, up. Hey, they'll so, fix your arm no and rules. give you a butt lift. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to fix my arm. Uh, butt lift, please. Get, yeah. get those tits going. And then please. we have a Ducati afterwards. It would be great. Yeah. No, so that's the thing is it, it's not approved 
by approved practice. Yeah, they, it's frowned upon. And so they said, yeah, you can go to Mexico. There's good doctors in Mexico. And my main doctor was like, there's a doctor in Australia who would do it. He did it to a guy who got his arm bit off by freaking jaws. Mm. Oh, wow. And they, and they put a prosthetic and it, they wired it up to the muscles. But the thing is, is what they're saying is, is you put a prosthetic on and you do that, you got to figure you're putting so much time and effort to grab, they said, to grab a soda, it probably takes them about five minutes to grab a soda and bring it up to your mouth. Yeah, yeah. So the whole time is, is a lot of people get frustrated at that because they don't want to wait when you have a dominant arm that actually can do it with that. Right. So they're like, it's, you have to be patient and you have to do that if you want to go that route. That's crazy. Wow, man. That's a, that's a crazy story, dude. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Had no idea. Never, never knew. Man, yeah. I, I, a lot of people, a lot of people would be like, "Hey, you, you were born like that?" And I go, "Nope, I was. I, I was had, a normal. I, no I, <laughs> I was, I was. Yeah, I had function in both, and I just had it. Honestly, it's a freak accident because that's all yeah. it was. It just the front wheel popped up at a Happens. certain time, and it happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Carlos, uh, thanks for sharing that, man. Oh, of course, I, dude. I know, I know that's, uh, that's a long one, but man. I didn't know. That was cool. Yeah. That was a cool story. Um, glad, glad you're alive, for sure. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I said, when I got on that bike, I automatically knew it's like, it's going to be life or life or a traumatic injury. And I was, I was pretty consent with that. Like, I knew, like, it, I'm going to either die on this or I'm gonna come out not walking, or something was gonna be done. Yeah, I think a lot of people that ride a, a motorcycle like that understand the consequences before they get going. Yeah. So. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all the time we have for tonight. Um, man, I wish uh, I wish we had a little bit more time to really kind of get really nitty and gritty, but we're definitely gonna have to have you back on the show so we can talk about more more uh, stuff like this. Um, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please uh, leave us a review. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, I love all sorts of feedback, good or bad. If you leave us a five-star review, we'll definitely um, announce it on the show. Um, the best way to reach me is the squid 159 at gmail.com. I want to take a second to thank uh, my guests for coming in today, Joe Lopez, Nick Hogan, and yeah, for the buddy. first time on the show, Carlos Rodriguez. Yeah. Sharing a pretty uh, interesting story. Yeah. Um, you guys have anything you want to add? No, that was no, that was a good episode. So I loved it, dude. I yeah, was going back. It was good. I'll yeah, just good say time. like, I'll just say like, you know, sometimes when you think like, damn, dude, my story is pretty fucking crazy. Then you hear another one that's like a thousand times crazier, and you're like, God, I feel like a, I feel like a goddamn baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we over here thinking we got some good stories, and Carlos comes in like, I got one for you. Yeah, <laughs> we, we didn't even get like a traumatic story from you. I know, I know. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Episode. I'm not even gonna even try like to do. I'm not even like, gonna try and, and top that. <laughs> Only thing I can say out of this is just appreciate life. Yeah, yeah. amen. So just yep. appreciate life. You don't take for granted what you guys got. I, I, I'm not taking granted for anything that happened to me, but I living life to the fullest as yeah. much as I can do it. Yep, absolutely. That's man. the best way to put it. That's the best best way to have a mindset after something like that. Yeah, or even before, don't let it. Yeah, happen yeah, really. Have that mindset. Yep. yep. You know? So. Thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, like I said, please use review. Uh, Five-star uh, comments will uh, will make it on the show. If you have any questions or anything you want to let me know, please reach me at the squid 159 
uh, at gmail.com. And uh, thanks again for the guests for coming on. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. See ya. Later, guys. See you next week. Yeah.